welcome to today's episode of Asula and today's guest is <laughs> It's me. It's you, it's Chow. My Chow. Name is Chow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Would you like to say other things about yourself? I am a content strategist in TSL. I also have a small little community and platform on my my Instagram and um, a little bit of YouTube and uh, that is pretty much what I do right now. Nice. Yeah. How are you this year? I am 20. Noise. Noise. Yeah. Okay. I am like at a quarter life crisis. <laughs> yeah. Have you, has it hit you yet? It has beat me up. Oh quick. no! Yeah. Okay. Well, today we're not here to talk about your quarter life crisis, <laughs> unfortunately. But uh, it's kind of related to what you mentioned mm-hmm. when you introduced yourself. So mm. uh, talking about like your Instagram uh, and your YouTube platform, right? kind of makes you like a little bit of an influencer. Oh yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> okay, so influencer has a very negative yes, connotation yes. to it. And I think this is what I've actually personally felt for the longest time. But I've warmed up a little bit to the idea because I've come to recognize that everyone is an influencer. Some people make um, a living of it. Some people monetize it. And I happen to be one of those people. Yeah, so uh, today's uh, video is going to be a lot about your life as well. Today we'll be talking about being an influencer. Like the TLDR is being an influencer. Okay. And how it's kind of affected your life. And also like some negative like connotations and stereotypes about monetizing and you know earning money of mm. being an influencer and things like that mm. I mean until now I don't think like the term influencer is has any positive notion or has grown to have any positive notion mm. like common things that I hear people say is like oh like oh, yeah, you know all those influencers never do anything one they just take picture and then they earn money blah 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 it, that's common it's like the main thing that I hear people it's say such a negative connotation that right. all the people in the industry they coin influencers as KOLs lah. Yeah. It's essentially the same thing. KOLs is key opinion leaders. KOLs just sounds like they have standardized and industrialized the term. Yeah. Therefore making it more legit. Because yeah. people don't take the term influencer um, seriously. Seriously, yeah. Yeah, which is which is fine by all means. Mm. And we are not here to talk about like like we take picture and like why we are trying to justify that our job is worth the money. We are here more to talk about like your life and okay. like why you decided to go through this path. Okay. Uh, and you know how you are kind of like surviving and earning like extra income from right. it. Okay. So it really began back in 2012. That's when I first even used Instagram at all. I just used it as a photo editing app. I think over time it just grew into something that let me curate a certain visual description of my life. You're curating images to display something for people to see. Yeah. And that is somewhat a representation of who you are since your name is there. It's tagged to your yeah. identity even. Yeah. In JC, I already started to use VSCO. VSCO, I still use VSCO to edit you my You call pictures. it VSCO? No, I mean you call it. Is it like VSCO? <laughs> that lah. I use that. <laughs> I mean, comment down below. Is it Viesco or Visco? I really don't know. Like, but oh, you say however you want. But when you say Viesco, I like Viesco. Yeah, got it, got it. I think Viesco was the start of me curating images. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. When I was in university, I noticed that people were growing on these platforms and people were making money off it. Yeah. And I saw it as an opportunity. I thought to myself that if potentially I could monetize this platform right would I do it and is that something that I would strive for and the answer was quite a clear yes it would be ideal 
I think back then as a student, I was trying to find different ways to create a revenue stream for myself, right. and that seemed like a very viable option. Okay. The the industry was growing. There was a space for me to do it. The barriers to entry were very low. I think things started to hit off when I started to intern at Gravity, mm. and that was when live streaming was also a part of social media. Oh, yeah. So I started to live stream. That was the first time I was monetizing a right, platform. Right, right. I think from there, people from the live streaming app were also seeing my other platforms. They, yeah, they yeah. got curious, right? Yeah. And then gradually, Instagram was uh, growing a little bit as well. After I did that internship, I interned at TSL. Yeah. And that was also when I started to appear on YouTube. Yeah. I think that was the first time, my first foray into YouTube at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think on video, you get a lot more interaction with, you get to see a lot more about the personality. And that's where my Instagram platform grew a little bit more. So I guess that kind of like explains how you got into this, right? Mm. Like, your, like the start of your career. Yeah. So I, I guess, yeah, the, the start is really noticing opportunity. Of course, yeah. yeah. And then taking the steps towards that. Mm-mm-mm. I think I would say this on behalf of Chow because I know her um, for a couple of years now. Maybe. For a couple of years indeed. <laughs> have, you, have you checked out Liao? <laughs> Hashtag Liao. I saw you were growing on Instagram and then you started like getting ads and clients and everything in. Yeah, and then I did talk to you about it and then you you mentioned like a bit about how uh, you wanted to hustle for like for this and for your career and everything. Right. You want to talk a bit about mm. why there, you felt there's this need to like hustle. Uh. Growing up, I was raised in a family that didn't have a lot of financial security. I think one life-changing moment for me was when I was nine. My father was drunk mm. and he sat me down at the dining table and he told me that we don't have any money and this is the worst thing a father can say to his family but we have no money and I remember being nine and being terrified because I did not have a very strong concept of what money was what's the value of money and what that brings me all I knew is that money provides a roof over my head and it gives me food on the table So when I was told that, I think it was a strong turning point for me and I I really flipped over in that moment and I just began saving every bit of cash that I got. And it it just developed further from when I was in primary school saving a few cents to when I was in secondary school saving my dollars, right? Skipping recesses just to save the 120 that would be like your fishbowl noodles. And it became so frequent that it was just a habit for me to do this. Mm. That skipping meals is a norm for me. I mean, yeah. Leah knows because... No, I was going to say, yeah, mm. because I feel that the reason why I asked like why she... Uh, hustle so much or so right it's also because I can see it in her everyday life sometimes like we just want to eat and then she's like no it's okay I'll just eat my own food and so I'm just like mm. girl you gotta eat don't just eat bread oh my god it, no because it, <laughs> it was like so ingrained in, yeah. in me it's just all these years of reinforcing this behaviour yeah, only when I was about 23 did I realise that it was a very bad habit for yeah. me I was just trying to make the best out of every situation yeah. I got hence the hustle Yeah, cause it was from saving everything to thinking about what's the best way that I can earn money because I'm so scared that I will not have money since throughout my entire growing up years I just had this insecurity that I would not be financially supported I really was very distracted from schoolwork because all the time I was just in school thinking about like what can I work work for how can I earn money how can I earn more money how can I grow this pool of money that will be able to feed me and support me through uni. But 
I never wanted to fault anyone for the predicament I was in because I feel like everyone is just dealt a different set of cards and we really play them to the best of our abilities. And I would also like to say, I love my parents. They're, they're great. I mean, they had their own struggles. They were growing up as young people themselves and I never and would never fault them for my personal struggles and, and my feelings lah. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you feel like you had to bear like a bit of the burden also. Like yeah. the burden fall, fell on you also. For sure. No, I, oh my god, random, random thought but I just replied your freaking IG story yesterday. I know! Oh my god! I just remembered this! Okay, wait. So like she... Okay, first of all, I would like to say, I would like to disclaimer that like Chow is the kind of person who barely eats out. And then like yesterday, I saw her eating sushi and she posted her IG story. I was like... I replied and I was like, I'm so happy to see you eating outside. Because we sound a bit dramatic right now. We are very dramatic. I want I want to emphasize that it's really something that I struggle with mm. in terms of like allowing myself the space to make an expense that is for something pleasurable for myself. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like dining out. It, yeah. I look at everything as a luxury. So this factor I think tastes like a decent amount. Uh, in your choices that you make in your, your career as an influencer, right? I think generally when it comes to this career choice, mm-hmm. it wasn't necessarily because of these financial okay, insecurities. Right, right, right. It wasn't necessarily because of that. But I feel like when the opportunity came, yeah, I looked at it as, yes, it is an opportunity. Ah, okay, okay. Let's use it. Let's capitalise, right? Yeah. It's not just about earning money. I cannot say it's just about earning money. Okay. Because it's a job or it's a it's a role that's very interactive and I think in growing a space where you allow interactions with, with a community of people right if you are only focused on you want to earn money it's not going to grow it's not going to get anywhere True. and that cannot be the motivation I want to ask a little bit of a controversial question here sure okay. go so um how much do you think your looks played a part in helping you grow so when you started at TSL right uh, there have been people who have been on the platform as well, like on YouTube and stuff like that. But you grew in comparison exponentially faster than some other people. Right. I think a part of it is a yes for sure. People are intrinsically superficial. What's the first thing you do when you see someone? Your first impressions would be how you view their physical looks. Facts. That is superficial. Yeah. And I think only a very high level of human being, right, can overcome that first impression and see beyond superficiality and see deeper into someone's personality and their heart. So say, for example, somebody follows me because they thought I was pretty mm. and... Um, after a while, they get to know me and they stay on because they like who I am. Yeah. They like my personality. Does that mean that it's superficial contribution? I mean, like, I guess the superficial helped you get the followers? Or maybe you get it helps with get the, get to know you, the exposure. Yeah. I think maybe Like exposure. getting, like, the initial head start. I pers- perhaps, yes. Because yeah. if they were not interested to see my face, they would not have heard my voice. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Could be, could be. It could be. I think it's definitely a valid thought. I would also like to add that I have no control over how I look. Yeah, true. I am born looking like this. A certain way, yes. Yes, true. and... It's just what society defines as... Correct, like, yeah. So beautiful, right? Me having this trait, right, is merely just societal's con- society's convention of beauty, mm. through which I have no control at all. Yeah, yes, true, and true, true. as a result, I cannot feel pride... From right. being labelled this way. Just wow. because it is, it's, I have no control. Another kind of sensitive question is, do you think there's like such thing as like doing 
too many ads. I would like to say that for a period of time, I did actually think that I was doing too much. And I had to sit down with my manager and share with him that I think it's too much and it is diluting my space. Mm. And this is a personal space. So I felt very upset that it was encroaching into kind of like my territory. You know? Yeah. It felt very invasive, mm. which is why I made a point to take on less ads. Mm. There was a month that I told uh, the sales team that I don't want any sales this month because I don't want to dilute mm. my content mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. Doing too many and being ingenuine, while can be associated with each other, mm-hmm. are not actually 100% related. Correct, correct. And when it came to producing genuine content or doing ads for products and services, right? Mm. It was always down to, do I actually like this? Do I actually think it's useful? And I was always very careful, especially right. when it came to products that people are using on their skin, things ah, that yeah, people yeah. are eating, you know? It's like, this is very important information and I don't want to mess it up for mm. somebody, right? I went to learn how to read skincare ingredients, right? Just yeah. so that I know what I'm talking about. Because it was that important for me, whether or not what I was sharing was accurate, whether or not what I was sharing was informed and can help somebody else. I would say that in the industry is... I wouldn't say it's easy money, but I would say that, like, you know, if you have a certain following, people reach out to you, they want to pay you to do, like, a certain advertisement or whatever, it's very easy for you to say yes and be like, okay, I'll just take it and, like, talk about it. You You see, the reason why there's a negative connotation to influencer is because there are a lot of people who are not responsible with the platforms that they Mm -hmm. have. And this was something that I identified back in 2017 when I was in the other agency. I told you about the influencer with the 9K live stream... A live stream costs nine thousand dollars. Nine thousand dollars. That. For how long is the live stream? Eh? Like one Thirty hour. minutes. <laughs> thirty minutes. Hey, where can I find this rate? Someone, someone pay me nine k for thirty minutes. She's a very minutes. big. She's a very big influencer. Oh, very big influencer. And she's freaking loaded with cash right now for good reasons. Cause nine k a live stream for thirty Sheesh. minutes. Let me get to this, okay? So yeah. she's a content creator, right? I was an intern in an agency helping her come up with angles for the live stream that she was being paid $9,000 to do. So at that point in time, it was truly like, man, this sucks and it should change. Therefore, when I came into this, I knew what I was gunning for. Mm, 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 mm. And I knew what I wanted to do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It was clear as day. And as a consumer, it's very easy to not know these things because Mm. how often do you hear me rambling about this passionately in front of the camera? So, so far in your career as being a KOL or whatever it is, right, Mm. what are some opportunities that you have gotten, right, that you would have not gotten otherwise without Mm. having this platform having a platform right opened up a lot more opportunities in the media industry in general when it came to different types of productions Mm. so my best and favorite opportunities were when i got to be on productions that were different from social media videos most recently i did a campaign with the traffic police road safety is really not necessarily up my domain you know but I had to go and learn about that so I found that very interesting Mm -hmm. and I genuinely already do enjoy hosting I already enjoy acting I enjoy the art of communication Mm -hmm. so these opportunities gave me time and space to do that I feel like my platform just gives me exposure and Mm. when you get exposure that's when people identify and notice you I think that opens up more doors it does uh, Mm. it does and I'll say like yeah having this whole platform will give you opportunities definitely in the long run if you continue to keep building it right yeah you gotta keep building you gotta know what you wanna specialise in what you wanna do you can definitely just go and explore see what types of experiences you like and see what really is up your alley and is aligned with your interests right and 
curate your platform and your content in that direction. It's like a CV, but in a much more candid and casual yeah, think about it format. On the flip side of it, to ask a bit of a tricky question, has there been anything that you've done on your platform or promoted on your platform, be it like a client or a product or a service or whatever it is, that you disliked? Um, but you still had to talk about it anyway because it was like a paying thing. Like you were paid to do something like this. Well, there have been times where friends or acquaintances will approach mm. me and ask me if I could do them a favour to talk about things. Ah, and okay. it's very... It's tricky to navigate that conversation because on one hand they are trying to be friendly with you and they're asking you for a favour and on yeah. the other you're questioning their intention and whether or not they are truly caring about who you are or they just want to utilise your platform people send you things and they don't tell you beforehand so there's no space for you to do that filtering process about whether or not I even want to talk or share, share about this and then they expect you to talk about it that gets on my nerves because you didn't even ask for my consent and yeah, yeah, yeah. you are expecting this... Like a result, right? Yeah, correct. And I think there's no standard in terms of practice in the industry. Mm. There's no standard practice. People just uh, sometimes expect you to talk about their stuff. I think also it's like to help out a friend or to help out a small business but also at the same time um, make sure that that's in line with what you stand for and the things that you enjoy doing yeah, and stuff. Correct. Yeah, correct. Like, yeah, so... Definitely lah. Mm. Then to ask in general mm. of the industry, mm. based on your observation, do you think that its credibility is compromised because of the money that is being paid? I don't think you can generalize this Mm-mm-mm. because money can be paid to an influencer, but every influencer functions and works differently. <laughs> yeah. For example, right, every few months we will hit this season called the studio season. Oh my god! And oh every, no, the Gaston Luga. Every single person on your IG feed will tell you about how studio has changed their lives. So my thought process, right, is if they can afford to push out so many units of this product, right, means the cost price of your unit must be very low. Mm-hmm. And as a result, right, the actual product itself may not have the same capabilities of something that is safe, had more capital put into the investment yeah, of yeah, the product. Yeah. yeah, like really that was my thought process when I saw it. Be it true or not, we never know. We never know. Yeah. When I speak to people, right, yeah. who are doing this, uh, and I've been there as well, Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. they often will say that they send you free They just post law. Why not? Just post law. I yeah. know, right? I get this a lot, so I, I probably have been there also. I have done two posts for them before, if I'm not wrong. Okay, I, by the way, let me tell you, Antona, I'm still using my earphones, okay? Um, also, I did a post for studio, then it spoiled. Oh, mine's still working yeah. after Then like, I took the years. post down, because like, not legit anymore. Yeah. By like, two years, I'm still working. But yeah. Now I mean know. like, I give you a scenario. Child, I give you like, $10,000, okay? I only want you, you as my sole influencer to okay. promote this product. All I need you to do, right, is take an IG post. And then I give you the product, and then you don't like the product. Mm. What will you do? It depends very much on what the product is. If okay. it's already something that I'm somewhat familiar with, okay. and I know how it works, and I know that I don't like it, right, then I wouldn't even go past the contract stage. Mm. I would already filter at the start and say sorry I do not use this product I wouldn't do it okay yeah, I wouldn't do it because um, it's not what I believe in okay I can earn the $10,000 somewhere else that's the thing I feel it's very difficult because if you're a full time influencer yeah if you have to solely rely on this platform mm. for money right it's very difficult because like you're just 
you know, if people, if you need the money, you'll do it. You know what mm. I mean? Then let's change the scenario, right? Okay? Let's yeah. say, for example, you're having a dry spell. It's been right, right. six months, right? Yeah. Your money reserves are going drying out. Suddenly, this client comes to you and they say, Hey, Leah, I have a campaign for you. I'll pay you $10,000. Here yeah. you are. But it's for nail polish that doesn't work. You are hungry. Very difficult. You are eh. hungry. What do you do? So I thought about what happens when this career wanes out gradually over time. When the demand for posts and the demand for uh, my sharings is just no longer there. People lose interest, right? If somebody comes and offers me this, I don't believe in it anymore. I will find work somewhere else. Mm -mm -mm. I will leave the industry. Mm -hmm. I'll go and use my brain to, to work somewhere else, which is very possible as well I mean I yeah. I know that I have different career options so this is not it like yeah. this is not the only option that I have yeah, yeah yeah to wrap it up do you think there is a lot of money in this industry do you think the money is like easy to earn wow if you are a very good KOL and if you know how to use your resources then definitely you can make millions from doing this there's a lot of money in content now everything is about digital content right yeah. and people are there's so many examples in Singapore already. Yeah. people who are driving uh, very luxurious luxurious cars living in luxury houses and all these things they worked for with yeah. all the content that they were doing if you are very strategic and you know how to play your cards then this is definitely something that will be a huge revenue stream for you. How has this extra source of income helped your life? I think it gave me a sense of security, financial security that I never had before Mm. because I knew that I could rely, or not rely entirely, but I knew that there was this extra revenue stream. It helped me make decisions like move out, big deal to me, Mm. spend my whole life, hold up, it helped me pay for my last semester of school and I remember paying off my last student tuition bill, right? And just going like, wow, I'm done. Yeah. It was like a moment for me. I was like, that was a big deal. It's a privilege to be able to have this space and platform and I very much am appreciative and grateful for the people who have helped me and the people, the community that chats with me all the time. So I'm thankful. It has become quite a big part of my life because mm. it's about being personal right and as a yeah. result I share a lot of things as well so inevitably it becomes a part of who I am so would you ever do this full time? It's my last question full time I think if the opportunity came around that it became a financially viable option then I would consider it and the objective would be the same to mm. continue sharing things that I feel are valuable continue to try and spread a little bit of positivity and to make people feel a little bit less alone yeah i have had friends who are teachers and trainers in schools right who work with secondary school children and they say that children aspire to be youtubers and it has become reality that this is actually possible if it's something that you feel you want to do and if you're passionate about things that you're sharing with people right then yes i think there's definitely a space for you out there on the internet well, um, we have come to the end of the video. Thank you, Chow, for sharing your experience. Thank you for chatting. I loved it. Aww. Mm. Thank I, you. I generally like hanging out with Leah, so... Oh my god! Wow, <laughs> we are true. friends now? Oh my god. No? no, I'm just kidding. Like, all this while. Yeah, I'm just... No, I'm kidding, okay, okay. But thank you guys for watching, and I hope you understand a little bit more about her life. I think because Chow talked a lot from her own personal experience yeah. and from her as, her as to her own reasons mm. why she chooses a certain path, why she chooses to do certain yeah. things. I think I just added in 
uh, because I can relate to certain things that you mentioned as well. If you guys like this video, can leave in a comment, tell us what you liked about it. Also, let us know who else you would like to see on future episodes of Azula. If not, we'll see you guys next time. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.